consider something with me for just a moment. We'll start with a question. Do you like reality TV? According to our own metrics, you, the viewer, watching right now are statistically between 18 and 35, 96.7% of you are male, shout out to my dream girl and the remaining 3.3%, but with a breakdown of guys who watch fighting on Saturday nights in that age range, I'm going to make a guess, one that I feel is fairly justified. You probably don't watch reality TV like keeping up with the Kardashians, reruns of the hills or some shit on MTV, the TLC channel, or reality TV in general for that matter. Hell, there have even been two reality TV shows in the biggest MMA organizations, and one of them lasted only a single season, where the other feels tired and dated with sagging ratings for years. Essentially, not even fight fans are watching those shows. So I have to ask you directly, why do so many fans love overtly fabricated trash talk? In the same fashion that reality TV likes to blur the line, I mean, they're all fake these days. And when I'm talking about trash talk, I don't mean the kind between Jones and Cormier or Chuck and Tito, but the kind that Henry Cejudo and Colby Covington do. Does it merely stand out from the fray with at times monotone stock answers from the athletes? Or are you just a troll at heart, maybe? Do you think it has an actual effect on their opponents to some degree, making the fight more exciting as a result? And I suppose you can make that last argument fairly easily. But what I'm here to discuss are the various types of trash talk that have led to monumental success. The ones that definitely didn't help a career and the exact opposite. The big stars that weren't known for talking any kind of mess at all and blew up even still. How did they all do it? I'm Jason from MMA on Point, and this is the art of selling fights. I should address a real quick caveat. I know a decent number of you are professional wrestling fans. Although I'm in the camp that doesn't watch now, I used to watch during the ever popular Attitude Era, so I'm not here to hate on you, but the thing that pro wrestling always gets compared to by fans is theater or acting. Essentially, it's scripted just like movies and TV are. It's acting, so why criticize it is usually what they would say. Fair point, so let's go along with that premise in this video for the pro wrestling fans. Watching Westworld, Stranger Things, or Black Mirror doesn't make me want to watch football players running around dressed as demogorgons or basketball players doing skits about social media during halftime. God, that'd be awful. Or great. Anyhow, despite the similarities that the cage and the squared circle do share, it's sport, not acting, why cross them? So on with the main concepts. Let's go through some of MMA's biggest stars. We'll separate them into different camps, the trash talk crowd and the more stoic types, and I mean the big box office stars. We'll call it the 600k pay-per-view buys club. Starting with the trash talk group, we've got the usual suspects, Conor McGregor, Chael Sonnen, the Diaz brothers, Rampage Jackson, Tito Ortiz, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier, Michael Bisping, Rashad Evans, John Jones, and BJ Penn. And to be fair, some of those I'm being a bit charitable with. Brock did some trash talk, but usually it was after fights. He didn't like doing media and avoided it most of the time. Even in the WWE, he had a mouth working for him. Same with guys like BJ Penn who famously said he was going to try to kill GSP, which was hauntingly hilarious, and even John Jones who is most of the time respectful outside of heated rivalries. 
I don't think I've heard him say a bad word about Tiago Santos, Anthony Smith, Shogun, Lyoto Machida, etc. One could say Rousey belongs in this group too, but she usually didn't talk a ton of trash with her opponents, most notable exception was Misha Tate, or the infamous rant before losing to Holm. That fake sweet app is icy right through it. I really do. It was all fake. Anyhow, I don't think I'm missing too many names here that sold about 600k or more and hit a high level of pay-per-view stardom. So then this brings us to the group that didn't talk a huge game. Same 600k threshold. George St. Pierre, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Fedor, Ronda Rousey, Vanderlei Silva, Matt Hughes, Kane Velasquez, JDS, Forrest Griffin, Anderson Silva, and Chris Weidman. Notice I've left out some names from both lists like Habib and Holly Holm, who yes, easily broke 500k buys, but haven't done that on their own yet, at least. So we'll see how things go with the Poirier fight and how that sells, for instance. Of course, the ESPN Plus deal hugely complicates things in terms of buys, but anyhow, these are the people who repeatedly sold 600k or more. Fedor unfortunately never fought with the UFC in Affliction and only sold 100k buys with them headlining, but I think that's just because it was a new organization, so I'll give him a pass. Kimbo is a bit of a weird exception too, considering he never fought as a pay-per-view headliner. And so just kind of diving into this deeper, I'll start first with the group that doesn't talk trash. While they don't hold any of the individual records, guys like GSP, Couture, Liddell, and Anderson are up there with the best of the best sellers and highest earners ever. What I think it comes down to for this group is plainly the gameness that they all had. Every single one of them was a champion at some point. They fought every big name in the book and they never compromised who they were to do it. Force Griffin was the incredibly relatable guy with huge heart that overcame much more impressive fighters by his own admission. He was hard not to get behind. GSP and Anderson were legacy champions that never talked trash. Couture held multiple titles in multiple divisions multiple times for each belt. Weidman did the unthinkable. You get the point. It makes all the sense in the world they were all so successful and such big stars. So then let's go back to that first group. Of those 11 names that I mentioned for Trash Talk, how many of them would you say were disingenuous about their antics or faking it for the audience? I think you'd have to remove the Diaz brothers really quickly there. I don't think anyone doubts that they are being who they are in the cage and on the mic. And I definitely didn't think BJ, Rashad, Rampage, and Jones were going out there and just putting it on for the cameras. Then that leaves a few ones left and we'll continue working our way up. We got Bisbing who I think has definitely played it up for the audience, especially in the GSP fight, but I also think he met most of what he said and he's always talked about the very real element of trying to get into fighters' heads. Trash talk happens on the schoolyard for a reason. They're not doing it for us, they're actually trying to get into their opponent's head. Or throw them off at the very least. Look no further than the Jorge Rivera versus Bisbing fight. No questioning the sincerity of that one. Brock definitely hammed it up a couple of times, most ridiculously and poorly with Cormier, but when you even watch the Frank Mir fight at UFC 100, which was probably the most shit he ever talked, note he never really did that with Carwin or Velasquez. He just basically stayed on task and just wanted to fight. But anyhow, with Mir, he was still fuming after he won. Roid rage or something, whatever you want to call it. Those guys still hate each other to this day. That was extremely 
real beef. Tito is a super interesting one because he's clearly done some god-awful acting on the MMA stage like against Chael Sonnen with the stupid juice box gimmick, but when you look back at what made him most famous, he legit was getting into it with Ken Shamrock and Chuck Liddell. They clearly disliked each other. He was that cocky asshole from Huntington Beach calling gay Metzger his bitch and then crying after losses to Chuck and Randy because of his massive ego. The more fake stuff is only the more recent stuff. It would never sell a million buys like he used to back in the day. Then come the very last two on that list. Let's start with Chell. He outright says he's promoting fights. Usually he stayed quote unquote in character during the buildup, but even then, do you doubt that's who he really is? He's a legit funny guy. People have talked about throwing him into stand-up comedy because of it. His shows on ESPN and his podcast follow his ability to speak really well because that's who he is. A witty, jokey, sarcastic guy with an ability to charm. Do you really doubt that that's not who he is? The joke about Big Nog feeding a carrot to a bus is one of the most hilarious stories in MMA history. It had almost nothing to do with fighting Anderson at all, by the way. More of an offshoot about Brazil and the Noguera brothers' credentials as certifying Anderson with a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Anyhow, you get the idea. He's really an entertainer at heart that is legit funny and very sharp-tongued. Then lastly, the biggest mouth of them all, Conor McGregor. I already know a ton of people are going to give me a shit ton of flack for this, or maybe not for others, but I really don't mind that. But Conor McGregor is an actual fucking madman, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. There's a great piece done by the Montage King recently, and side note, I should add that I'm stoked to see that channel active again, I've been a fan of him for a long time. But beyond that, they did a great video featuring all the batshit crazy stuff that McGregor has done, for real, the dollies, slapping a Bellator official, smashing cell phones, traffic violations, all the petty shit. Whatever you want to say, that dude is crazy. You could argue he's just doing it for headlines and to stay in the conversation, but there are millions of better ways of promoting a fight that don't involve going to jail. I think one of the cheap responses and criticisms I'll hear back is that I'm just a huge Connor or Chell fan or something. While I'll admit I was more behind Connor in the past, I draw the line with hurting innocent people like he did on that bus. I've also grown tired of the inactivity and controversy far before that. The other would be the famous line, it's only business from the Habib fight. But another YouTuber by the name of Mix Molly Whoppery did a fantastic in-depth look of that statement. All the evidence actually suggests that he didn't say that. I'd highly recommend his argument on that subject, which is much more persuasive than I'll be able to be in only a few short sentences. So what's the overarching theme here? The answer to the question, how do you sell fights? The answer is obviously very complicated, but the short answer is win. Be ambitious and take on all comers, including established names. My chief reason for why I thought Demetrius Johnson struggled with promoting himself in the first video I made for this channel was based on the relativity problem that he had, no big names to compete against. I doubt very many of you can say you watch MMA now because of Joseph Benavidez or Ray Borg's careers, but many more can say Randy Couture, Tito Ortiz, or Chuck Liddell. They all fought each other. Same with Anderson and Chell, GSP, Nick Diaz, or Matt Hughes. This is a near, and I emphasize near because there are always exceptions, 
near universal truth. You do something well enough, you surprise people and be ambitious, it's going to catch on. Maybe you're an aspiring musical artist, you're a business owner trying to carve out a niche industry. When you do well, people get excited, they get behind you, and they latch onto it. You KO people in 13 seconds, you give untouchable fighters the fight of their life, you trailblaze, you do something that inspires people. And sure, making them hate you and make them pay to see you lose works a lot of times, but that only matters for the winners. After Anderson and Jones, when did Chill ever have a huge blockbuster fight? He was able to carry a name that would headline smaller cards after that, but his pay-per-view potential was almost completely gone. Think of all the trash talkers that also didn't succeed and you don't talk about anymore. We talked about guys like Tiki Gosen in the past who talked a mad game and didn't deliver, and then they disappeared. Who's talking about Josh Koscheck these days even? There is a reason we don't have have memories of a lot of these lesser names who talked big games and lost. They're not selling out arenas. They lost and fell off. If you got the combination of talking a big game, if it's at least perceived to be really who you are and you win, then you've hit the risk versus reward jackpot. There's no cheating around winning in sport. That's what it's all about and at the end of the day, it's all dressing for that. It's harsh, it's cruel, it's unrelenting. People go home every single day with the scars and tells of losing on the big a stage and have very little to show for it. And furthermore, that's an insight into why the vast majority of us don't fight. We don't want to take that risk. It's a fucking crazy sport in a world of political minutia and insane level of drudging fake bullshit on TV. One of the most pure things you can watch right now is MMA. No storyline or script beats what happens in the cage. I would encourage the fighter to simply just speak their minds and be real. It's a crazy thing for most of us to even just imagine what they're going through. What's going on in their heads? What are they thinking? It's so much much more violent than the increasingly mundane and toned down domestic lives that we all lead. Giving the fans a window into their mind and what makes them tick is wildly fascinating and something you can easily get behind. People like Forrest Griffin, people like Chuck Liddell, people like Randy Couture. I'd argue Cejudo would be a much bigger star for the moment if he just drops the gimmick. It makes people think this shit is corny or even a staged fight if they don't watch the sport. Colby sounds nervous to me when he talks, looks totally uncomfortable in front of a microphone. He's a terrible actor. I, I don't get why anybody would want to see bad acting, like blatantly bad acting. He's not witty or humorous, just more fake shit that distracts from the sport more than anything. Real beef, actual fights sell more than anything. Thanks for watching my list guys. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe and like. We upload at least three videos per week about MMA and it really helps us out when you do so. If I missed anything on this vid, let me know in the comments and feel free to follow me on Twitter at JasonTheHeart or follow the official channel account at OnPointMMA. Thanks for watching so much and I'll catch you on the next video.